This is the Cliff Yates Show. Personal growth, motivation, inspiration, and philosophies for a great life. Hey, everybody. It is the Cliff Yates Show. And today I'm talking about leadership with grace. What do I mean by that? Leadership, we could say, is doing the right thing at the right time, in the right way. And it's taken me many years to get to the point where I, I think I'm at a great a great point, but I'm always trying to get to the next level. And what would an example be? We have these ants, and we got to get rid of the ants. That's the right thing to do right now. So I take out a shotgun, and I blast these ants. Very effective, very efficient. Ants got rid of them. It worked. No, I did it in the wrong way. It was the wrong response, not in balance. Can you imagine? Okay, I got rid of the problem. The ants are gone, and I blew out the windows, broke up the furniture. I created more damage, even though I solved the initial solution. Wasn't the right response. And so that's an example of doing the right thing, getting rid of the ants, but it was an inappropriate method of doing it. And so I was reminded, and I came up with this concept of leadership with grace over the past weekend when we were in New York City. I was watching a video of my man, Ed Milet, and uh, this guy is a leader in, in this space, personal development, motivation, inspiration, business leadership. And he, he, was, he was talking that he was proud of himself because he was in his nice brand new car and someone pulled up next to him and, you know, revved their engine, challenged him to race. And he said, I'm not going to race you. And uh, the guy uh, started yelling at him and uh, all sorts of hand gestures. And anyone, Ed just pulled over to make the video saying, you know what? I didn't get mad. I didn't get angry. I didn't get sucked in uh, to a reaction. And so he was proud of himself. And so... After I had seen this, and I was thinking of examples in my own life, my wife and I ended up going out to a beautiful place for dinner in in, uh, midtown Manhattan, in the Hilton, right next to Rockefeller Center. Now, I I am not overly critical or oversensitive to service that is not up to par, but I, I am conscious of it and I am looking, looking out for it because I'm reading a book now called Unreasonable Hospitality. And it's about a guy who started working in the restaurant business at the lower levels. And then he ended up starting his, his own business, I believe it was called 11 Madison. And they ended up the first year on the list of the best restaurants, number 50, uh, and they thought that was a win just being on the list. And he eventually got to number one, basically by unreasonable hospitality. And so when I think of that, it reminds me when I'm out and I'm looking for those kinds of things. Now, you have to kind of look in proportion as to what you're paying, right? I mean, the drive through McDonald's, the level you can expect of service is, uh, is going to be at the bare minimum. And yet, as you get to three, four, five star or... You know, as, you, as you're paying more, you have an expectation of better service. But this, the man who wrote the book, Unlimited Hospitality, I mean, he went above and beyond. How can we do better? 
and and how he got the team in his restaurant always trying to think of ways that they could be of the greatest service in a unique way to each individual, and yet they were able to apply that over and over again. And he came to a point where he got, you know, at first when he was working for these other restaurants, he, he came across the problems that were involved in in the business side of the restaurant as opposed to the service side of the restaurant. And he gave an example where he was the manager in the service side of the business on the floor of the restaurant. And so the restaurant was set up in such a way that there was a flower pot at the end of one of the bars in the restaurant. And depending on where the bartender was, his view would be blocked from customers and he couldn't see who needed a drink. So the manager moved that moved that pot of flowers to better help the bartender be of better service to the customers. And he got reprimanded and he was corrected and said, you know, that's not your concern. That is not you. You stick with the service side. Do not mess with the business side of the restaurant. Although because he was on the floor, he knew that that was impinging on the effectiveness of the of the service side because that bartender could not see the customer at the end of the bar and know when they needed drinks. And so he was alleviating that problem to get to a better level of service. And so that's when he he got in the ideas of bringing together the business and the service side of the restaurant business. And so he did all kinds of crazy things with his staff, uh, with the chefs, with the servers, and to do with their meetings and to just be above and beyond when it comes to hospitality. He would give an example of uh, of people visiting New York and it was their last meal and they, and they were talking, wow, we had a great time. We experienced all these wonderful New York things, uh, but we didn't get to experience, you know, a hot dog from the, from a vendor, a street hot dog. And so this guy runs out and he gets a, a hot dog from one of the vendors and he takes it back to the chef. And he said the hardest part was convincing the chef to actually present his hot dog on a plate that he could serve to these people. They could kind of check that box. And he, he kind of gave the example, well, they could have, you know, it's like uh, they could have uh, gave these people, you know, a bottle of champagne, but they wouldn't remember that moment uh, as well as they would remember, you know, that hot dog that was served in this fancy restaurant. He gave another example. It was a similar type of thing. A family, you know, they had a great time, but it was snowing and now they never got to go sledding in Central Park. This guy ran out, he got sleds, he had these people taken to Central Park and they had he, they got him on sleds and they fulfilled that dream for him. And so his example was, no matter how great the meal was, they're probably not going to remember that, but they're going to remember that moment, you know, sledding in Central Park and at the Levin Madison restaurant provided this service of hospitality. It was above and beyond the expectations that you would normally expect. So where am I getting with this? leadership with grace. This is what I'm getting at. So we go out to a restaurant, Midtown Manhattan, and it's, uh, I want to say it's expensive and not super expensive. So it's a, it's fine dining for sure, right? Midtown Manhattan. And so, you know, servers are in suits, dress, bow ties, dressed to the hilt. And it's, so it's fancy enough. And so we get to the, we had reservations and we get to the, um, 
we get to the hostess station, right? And with Yates, we're here for our reservation. And a waiter walked by me. Now, as I am tr- prone to do, right? I'm friendly, outgoing. Hey, how are you tonight? And he kept walking. No problem. I didn't take it personal. That's one place where I finally have gotten to. Don't take it personal. I'm going to be friendly regardless of the response. But it was noticed by the hostess because she said, oh, he, he didn't hear you. But I, I took no notice of it. But I was, I took notice that she noticed it. So she's paying attention to what's going on. We got seated. And who was our server but the guy who, who no-acted me. But that's all right. And I could tell he was a little disassociated with us. But he was going through the numbers and service. We ordered our drinks, appetizers, and the meal. And then it was a long time. It was a really long time. And so I still, I wasn't, and luckily now, through training and habituating my responses, choosing to appropriately respond to the situation, right, leadership, the courage to make the proper choices at the time, take action, but in the appropriate proportion. No shotgun to the ants. And so it was taking a long time, and Alba even said to me, wow, we're probably going to get our appetizers before we get our drinks. I mean, that shouldn't be the way it is. And so, I know you're right. And so, but I wondered, I'm always looking, maybe there's something else going on, something we're missing. And I like to kind of, you know, I will give the benefit of the doubt to the person or the servers. So I'm looking around and I see our server. He's just shooting the bull with one of his buddies over in the corner. And so, okay, I can see through the back window. I can see the bar. And so maybe, maybe the bar, there's a run on the bar maybe. So I'm looking over at the bar. I see nobody at the bar and I see the bartender behind the bar. I can just barely, it's through a glass. And so, well, I still didn't want to, I'm not going to uh, challenge the server at this point. Let me go see what's going on at the bar. So I still not in a, not with passion. I, I'm not feeling any anger at this time. I'm just at this point, what's the best thing I can do at this time to rectify the situation? Appropriate response. So I walked out to the bar and I approached the bartender. Hey, how you doing, partner? Hey, uh, we ordered some drinks, uh, a Prosecco and, uh, and a uh, Pinot Noir. And he looked at me and said, from your table? as questioning because he knew nothing about it and I go yeah from our table but our our server is Chris and he hasn't been too responsive and I haven't it's been a long long time but I, you haven't gotten that drink order he says I'll make it for you right now indicating he no he didn't have the drink order so I guess our server either dropped the ball forgot but he, the bartender and he immediately made our drinks so now I take our drinks, not with anger now. I, so now I have to walk by Chris, who's out near the front front uh, station. And I have to walk by him with our drinks. So with a smile as I walked by him, because he had a look on his face like, oh, oh man, what are you doing walking with your drinks? And so I just said, hey, no worries. You know, I'll do your job for you with a smile. And so then we sat down, and it, it took about five minutes. I, I get the feeling either he was, he, he either he was taking a moment to think about it, or uh, he was pro- or somebody got a hold of him. Maybe the bartender said something to the manager, or said something to Chris. But Chris did come over and vehemently apologize, and now he was definitely engaged with us. 
He was engaged to the point he could not apologize enough. And hey, listen, no, it's all done. You know, and I told him, listen, we appreciate you coming over and saying this, though. We do appreciate that. So thank you. But it's forgotten. We're all good. And so here's where the grace part comes in. And so I said to Alba, I said, uh, yeah, you never know what somebody's going through. So, you know, we're going to give him some grace on this. Right. We, we accept it. It's nice that he came over and apologized. So we'll go forward from here. And she and she agreed. She was thinking the same thing. She goes, yeah, who knows what may have happened to this guy? Maybe he lost somebody or something happened. Not that you should have to make excuses for poor service, paying big money, but leadership with grace. In other words, I had to do something right. I had to say, what's going on with our drinks? So I got to take action. Right. Double check. Maybe something else is going on. Go check with the bartender. No. Okay, let me have my drinks right here. I'll take care of this. Kind of put the waiter, put Chris on notice, not in an angry way. So a, an appropriate response to what was going on and challenging, challenging Chris into, hey, this is what you should be doing. You're not taking care of us, but not in an angry way. And so when you, if you respond with too much anger, the problem is in the past, this worked with me, right? Anger can work. Anger can get the job done. Like the shotgun can take care of the ants. Anger can change behavior. But there's too much fallout from that. If I had gotten mad and angry about not proper service, we didn't haven't gotten our drinks, you know, all of a sudden you're dumping negativity and cortisol, the hormone into your body that may stay there for 24 hours. You're, you're, you're just harming yourself. So I was glad. So I'm, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back. Appropriate response but taking the appropriate action in the right way at the right time. And so Chris kept coming. Uh, he kept apologizing I, to me, and I feel it was sincere. Even if he was faking it, I, I got it. And he did a great job of faking it if it was, but I really, or whatever, whatever his motive to keep his job or whatever, he was engaging, he changed, and he came around. And we had, a, actually, we all had a, Alba and I, and he had a conversation He's from Albania. We talked about his family. And so we developed some rapport there. And after that, he even continued to apologize. Ten minutes after that, two more drinks on the house. Uh, at the end of service, at the end of service, he even, you don't want any dessert. And we don't, we don't, we don't eat dessert on a normal basis. Maybe one time out of ten would we have dessert, and usually less than that. But we just told him, no, we're, we're, we're full and there's nothing we're really hungry for at this time, you know. So, but even though he came out with a homemade like truffle chocolate thing, which was great. And it was homemade. He explained how the chef comes in every day, four hours. He cooks these things. They're every day. They're homemade or made from scratch at the restaurant. And then that guy goes home. He's done. But when that stuff is done, it's gone. So. And it was really light. So Alba and I both shared it and we loved it. And we appreciated that he had, he did that because he said, this is on me. I'm paying for this. And uh, because the drinks he said were on the house. So I think he was telling the truth. But, you know, so I am just patting myself on the back. But that's the place to get to so that we are, we're, we're acting instead of just automatically reacting we are taking the appropriate action at the appropriate time in the appropriate manner with an appropriate response. So I was happy that I, cause it didn't ruin the dinner. If you get angry, you get pissed off 
And even if you're justified, you've created more fallout than the situation originally called for. And so I was happy the way that went out. But it reminded me of the story that my lad had told on his podcast. And it reminded me of my own title is just uh, leadership with grace. You never know what somebody else is going through. Although you, you have an expectation of a certain amount of service as in the restaurant, you're paying for a certain amount of service and it's, it's legitimate to expect that amount. And if you're not getting that, it's, it's legitimate to challenge that in some way, not get angry, overreact, not an appropriate response, but to, to you know, with forethought, make the appropriate action to fix what's going on. And instead of hanging back, right, and sitting with, with not getting proper service, when you could turn, maybe turn that, turn that night around, as it were. And even as a sign to, to Chris that he was forgiven and that he had did the right thing and made it, made it good, while he was at the table, because they have a, they have a little thing there with your bill, with a, with a QR code so you can leave a review. So while he's there, I said, I'm leaving a review of the restaurant and you, Chris, right in front of you so you know that I'm sincere about it. And he was, I'm telling you, he was appreciative. He knew I went above and beyond showing him grace uh, for the initial letdown that he, that he gave us in service. But he turned it around and he made it good. And I wanted to reinforce that and so that he would continue to serve the next person that might be you guys. And I went a step further and he, I actually went back to the bartender and I told him, listen, I want to let you know, Chris, he made good. He made good. He did. We had great service after we got our drinks and he, he took good care of us. And I just wanted to let you know that he did a great job after the initial slip up. And so he said, thank you for letting me know. So I know that he has some kind of probably communication with the manager or Chris. And I think it was right to let him know because he was my first point of contact when Chris had let us down in the service. But that is what I would think is an example of leadership with grace. You never know what somebody else is going through and take that in mind in your communication and response to them, even in a situation where you could maybe be expecting more. Someone is not really, they're not, they're not performing up to par. So before reacting in not the appropriate amount or the appropriate time and manner, you give yourself a pause and you take the time and you think, what's the best thing that I can do in this situation right now? In every situation, there's a best choice to make. Ants in the house, no shotgun, no. We're going to go a little bit less. We're going to go a different choice. Shotgun will work. On the ants, fallout will be much worse than the situation originated from. That's leadership with grace. And so once you get to the point, is it becomes a habit. You'll start to habituate. You don't become a doormat. You don't let people, you don't be a victim at any time. We have no room for victimhood, but we're going to take the appropriate action to change behavior, right? Or rectify a situation. We're just, we're, we're going to do it in proper proportion. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Leadership with grace. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you think someone might need or want to hear this episode, please share it, copy the link, send it in a text, 
send in an email. And if you're watching and or listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. We're building our army of positively impacting people. And, uh, and if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, subscribe to the channel. Please leave some comments because it tells the computers, hey, people are interacting with the show. Let's show it to more people who like this kind of stuff. As always, you know I love you. I'll see you in the next episode.